We're talking with Tim O'Brien, who has a new record out called He Walked On, and he's doing all sorts of fine things, so let's chat with him. It's Tim O'Brien, folks. Howdy. Hey, how you doing, Felton? How's uh, things out in Grass Valley and oh. Nevada City? <laughs> well, that's the same. You know, we, it's pretty much the same city out here. You could walk from Grass Valley to Nevada City if you wanted to, uh, as he walked on. <laughs> that's your new album, He Walked On. I was just looking at the video for that. It's a very sweet video. It's just you walking around Nashville. Uh, why don't you explain <laughs> what the video is about? Well, um, you know, we're, we're, I have a record coming out, and uh, then I we're imagining what to do to promote it. And then, of course, COVID times, or you spend up too much time in the house, so we went walking. Jen had the camera, and I had the I had the motion, and we walked <laughs> all over the place, and uh, and then we ended up walking right by the station inn. And uh, they had the plaque up that said R.I.P. Uh, J.T. Gray, who was the proprietor of the station, and who had passed a week or so right before that time, whenever we taped that. And uh, it seemed like a fitting thing, really, because, you know, it's funny. Uh, it's a song about just kind of getting through all this stuff, getting through the muck and trying to get back to the real things. And, of course, anytime you go down the station and you're getting back to a real thing, so... Uh, luckily, the station is still there, kind of carrying on pretty much the same design as JT made, which is good. Yeah, I got to uh, broadcast five nights out of the station in back in 2011, and JT was so kind and invited me in there. Uh, so I'm glad to hear that the station is still continuing on in Nashville. Yeah, I, you know, I, I have to say I haven't been down hardly at all uh, since the p- pandemic started because it just seemed like, well, I did uh, a taping for TV shows with uh, Sturgill Simpson. And that was about the only time I've been there since the pandemic started. But I still love the place, and they're still having shows down there. Hmm. And uh, one of these days I'll get my gumption up and go play a gig there again. Well, we'll get back to the new album in just a second with Tim O'Brien. But first, let's talk about your time with Sturgill Simpson. My goodness, what, what it was great. I saw you I, I saw you in one of the late-night shows, I think, uh, a year ago or so, uh, and it was Sturgill, but there you were playing with him. Yeah, it was a really fun thing. Uh, you know, he, come, he came into the studio, and he had recorded all these songs before, and uh, my good buddy David Ferguson produced, and he hired a nice band, and they were all buddies of mine. And, and uh, now they're buddies of Sturgill's. And so it was like a, it was really fun because he didn't have any, uh, any problem with changing up the arrangements very slightly. He, he didn't have any, he'd already been through the initial recording of them. And, you know, you get your baby born and you kind of really, you baby it, you kind of, uh, you care for it. And when you first put a song out, but this time he could let it kind of loose. And it was really fun. And there was no overdubbing. We did, I mean, we did some overdubs of vocals, but, there was no fixes. They were all live tracks. It was really fun and great players. Wasn't it that he took old songs that he had done country style and then he did them in the bluegrass world style now? Yeah. And, you know, what's amazing is it it all worked out. I, that's one of the things about bluegrass instrumentation. You can, you can kind of handle anything. I suppose some songs are kind of weird, but in Sturgill's case, he's from originally from eastern Kentucky. He played some bluegrass as he was coming up and... Uh, this was no stretch for him. He knows all about the Stanleys and the Monroes, and he's way into Larry Sparks and all that stuff. So it was, it was a coming home for him, and it was great for us. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you're on what? The, are you on both Cutting Grasses? There's Volume One and Two. 
Yes, Volume 1 and 2. And then there's another one that came out in December, I think, called uh, Dude and Juanita. Right. That's so a, sort a of a um, shorter concept one. record. Yeah, shorter one, yeah. yeah. We are talking with Tim O'Brien, and uh, let's get into the, the new album that you have out. It's called He Walked On, and I wanted to talk about some of the songs on it. One of them I, I really love is Pushing On Buttons. Now, did you write that one? Yeah, I wrote that one um, a couple of years ago, and uh, it's uh, I think it might want to be one of the saddest songs <laughs> that I've ever written. Tell them what it's about, then. It's not that sad. Well, it is about the... Um, we're uh, turning away from one another and our wonderful personalities and our living lives to look at screens and push on uh, keys on computers and on, on uh, smartphones. And uh, there's a thing, uh, I can't remember the Greek philosopher, but he said, if you got to be very careful about what you, what you think, what, what ideas you hold, you have to, you have to decide for yourself because if you don't, someone else will decide for you. And that's kind of, one of the problems we're having in society right now is people are not really, you know, they're kind of, okay, I like this, I like this, I don't like this, and then pretty much everybody's divided up. They're not really saying what they think. They just say, oh, I endorse what that guy thinks. Yeah. And then they forget what the nuances in between. So I don't know, we're just missing a lot of stuff. I mean, not everybody is hooked onto that stuff, and they're very handy, these uh, online tools and that kind of thing, but they're also... Uh, they're like any kind of any kind of technology or any kind of drug. You got to use them in moderation. <laughs> well, this is kind of a deep album because it's got a lot of deep subjects in it. I want to move on to the song "That's How Every Empire Falls," which is, uh, I think, is just an amazing song. Now, you didn't write that one. No, that one comes from R.B. Morris, and uh, I had not been aware of that song until spring of uh, 2020 when our hero John Prine died, and. Um, it was the you know a couple of weeks or more after that, and still really kind of on a jag of listening to every John Prine song, and just had him on you know kind of on constant play off of a Spotify thing or whatever. And then this song popped up, and I went, "Wow, I've never heard that song." And I listened to it again, and said, "Wow, that's a really good song." And then I looked online, I found out that it's it's not written by John; it's written by this guy R.B. Morris, who I've known for years. He's a sort of beat poet from Knoxville, and uh, he said he want. He was uh, opening the tour for John Prime. He had several gigs over the space of a week or something, and he wrote a, a different verse every day. And then towards the end, he was memorizing the song and singing it at Soundcheck. And John said, hey, sing that again. And uh, John ended up recording the thing. But it's really, uh, it's such a really wonderful, incredibly well-written song about just the problems of the uh, country we live in. And um, I think he wrote it in the wake of nine one one, but it's so uh, applicable still. I thought, yeah, it seemed like a new song when you listen to it. It could be from two thousand and twenty one, two thousand twenty two. Yeah, it's killer. He's a great songwriter. Well, let's roll on through your album now. I mean, some interesting tunes. Same boat, brother. Let's talk about that one. It's an old one. Yeah, that's an old one from um, probably the forties. Yip Harburg is one of my favorite lyricists. He wrote all the lyrics to the movie songs in Wizard of Oz, and uh, he wrote a lot of great uh, songs with all the great sort of Tin Pan Alley uh, composers of you know the music side, Harold Arlen, and I, I can't name them all. But anyway, Yip wrote that song, and it was to me um, it was really important to find something like that to sort of to, to balance 
how every empire falls, uh, you know, say, look, we, we can, we are in this together. We need to work on this together. There's no way to, you can do it alone. Well, speaking of not being alone, you go out on tour with three other guys sometimes that call themselves Hot Rise. I interviewed Pete Wernick last year, and he said Hot Rise is available, but you have to send us a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we, um, we sort of put a button on it after uh, our 41st year, decided to just kind of let it sit there. And then um, uh, the Rocky Mountain Bluegrass Festival, at, uh, I guess at uh, Rocky Grass, we call it. Yeah. They are having their 50th, 50th annual this coming July. And they asked us if we would play, and we were breaking our rule to play there. So, yeah, that was a lot of money, but it really was like the ceremony of it that got us out of retirement. Oh, that sounds so, wonderful. So we'll be there. I mean, there'll probably be some live stream of that somehow. I'm sure it's – I know it's sold out already and everything, but uh, – you know, it's Hot Rise just continues to to be part of our our lives, even if we're not playing. Did you check in on uh, Nick and Pete when that fire went through near Boulder? Yeah, you know, actually, uh, everybody's fine. Uh, Nick's daughter has a house in Louisville, but it did it didn't get touched, and uh, other friends or, that I know of have all been okay. There's underground coal mines there that are abandoned, and they, there's little holes in the ground up there by Marshall. And I said something about that to Nick. I said, do you think those coal mines, every once in a while, you'd, I mean, when I lived there, you drive, and after I lived there, you drive through that area, it's kind of south of Boulder, and there'd be little, little whiffs of smoke coming out of, the, out of the ground, and they sort of like embers. Now, <laughs> they finally started investigating that last week, apparently. Oh. <laughs> Well, I'm glad they At got first right they on it. I thought it was this cult out there that had a lot of fire pro- troubles before that lived down r- around there, but they're not so sure about that now. Well, if you get like hurricane winds going by and there's a hole in the ground that's got a smoke coming out of it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stoke those embers. We're talking with Tim O'Brien. His new album is called He Walked On, and I assume and I know that it's on Howdy Sky Records, which is your own record label. Yes, got the record label still going. Proud of that. It's uh, we got a cottage industry. We have a house, but we call it a cottage industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if people want more information about touring and getting your material, they go to timobrien.net. Is that not correct? That is correct. There's more information than you'll ever need to know about me, but it's handy because I can look on there and see where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I see that you're heading off on a little tour shortly, so we wish you the best on that. Stay safe. Keep the masks on when, except when you're singing. I guess it's you don't have you haven't sang with a mask on, have you? Oh, I have, but I uh, not on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and with that, we say we love you, my brother, and hope to see you out here in the Grass Valley, Nevada City area very, very soon. Tim O'Brien. All right, thank you, Felton, and uh, thanks to everybody at KVMR. I uh, my best to everybody, and I want to uh, send a special shout out to Eric Rice. Condolences on his losing his partner in life. Thank you much, Tim O'Brien.